We talked about this throughout uh, the week here on the show. Um, what's going on with international travel? Well, the federal government finally did give in uh, to the increasing pressure to bring in changes to international travelers arriving in Canada, many of them coming from countries where COVID cases are absolutely skyrocketing. And these new and emerging variants are being reported. Top of the list, of course, was India. We know what's going on in India. It's a catastrophe right now with COVID there. That country reported more than 300,000 cases on Wednesday. And that's probably way lower than the actual number of cases. Uh, Yet flights were still arriving from Delhi each and every day. Now, yesterday, MPs in the House unanimously backed a block motion to stop the flights. The premiers of Quebec and Ontario have also asked for that action to be taken. And finally, at the end of business yesterday, the government announced we're bringing in a 30-day ban on flights from India and Pakistan. Tim Upple is the Conservative MP from Edmonton Mill Woods, and he joins us now. Uh, Mr. Upple, thanks so much for taking some time this morning. Appreciate it. Good morning, Jay. Good to be here. Um, so yesterday, uh, Conservative Party leader Aaron O'Toole lent his voice to the growing number of calls for you know the federal government to do something on this front. Uh, obviously, you must be relieved to see this action's being taken. Uh, maybe a little late, but at least it's being taken now. Yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, that's the thing with this government. It's uh, you know they've been slow to react, slow on vaccines, slow on the border. Um, even a year ago, a little over a year ago, you know, we were calling for flights that were coming in directly from hotspots like China, like Italy, other places to stop. And and they told us, well, no, we can't do that. You know, the, the virus doesn't see borders. But you know, when you when you stop the flights, well, that does help. And so, uh, especially with these variants, we've been asking the government, pushing them to uh, control the border better. And 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 we just weren't getting that action. But yesterday. They did take some action, and we're pleased to see that. Um, I, I'm wondering, if when we, the UK did it, Hong Kong did it, France did it, a bunch of different countries have brought in these travel restrictions uh, from that region of the world where we see cases going out of control. What was the reasoning from the federal government as to why they were delaying or weren't doing it earlier when we clearly saw that this was uh, an alarming situation? What was the logic to saying, uh, we're, we're not going to do that at this point? You know, they, they didn't give a reason. They didn't, and, did and they? It, no, they didn't. And, and it has been very frustrating because, like you said, you could see it. Other countries taking action. We kept asking this government, pushing them that you need to take action. It's just like the variants from before. I mean, now we see these variants taking hold in Canada. Um, but, but, you know, from the UK, Brazil, South Africa, um, they put up these uh, hotel quarantine um, process to stop those variants. Well, it didn't stop it. No. And, and, you know, the whole, whole hotel quarantine um, issue itself is questionable and, and the way it's run it's not managed very well and then now with this new one from india we've been saying stop the flights let's at least get a uh, handle on it let's at least find out what it is you know you hear about this double mutant and you talk to doctors and they're saying well we don't have much information on it well will the vaccines work on it well we don't know that yet so let's stop the flights and find out let's let's let the doctors do their job so now we know that the last flight landed overnight uh, at pearson uh, from this yes. part of the world um but we've already got the, the the mutant virus showed up in Alberta. It's been detected in Quebec. Are we too late? Have we, have we sort of been too slow to react yet again, and now we're dealing with something that could have been avoided? I, I think so, yes. I, I think, uh, you know, this could have been avoided if we had taken action when, when many other countries were. But it's good that we did it last night and stopped these flights, and hopefully we can contain this. And, you know, and, and you're saying, you know, these are the, the cases that we know about here uh, with, with in uh, Alberta, B.C., and, and uh, Quebec. There's probably others that we don't know about. Um, so hopefully we can get a, get a handle on it. And, you know, we really are in this situation because 
we're lagging on on vaccines. Mm-hmm. Like where where the where's the USA on vaccines? They're starting to open up. They're talking about you know fully opening up their economy. They got baseball games with thousands of people going. Whether you think that's a good idea or not, it's happening um, at a much greater scale than here. Um, the UK is opening up. Parts of Europe are opening up. And in Canada, we're talking about more shutdowns, lockdowns. Kids aren't going to school, um, and, and it's because they mismanage the vaccine situation so much that we're we're stuck and having to wait for vaccines. So we we're asking, you know, the, the government continues to ask Canadians to sacrifice more to allow their vaccine program to catch up. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up because, I mean, uh, already this morning I've got texts as we were talking about COVID from people saying, this is ridiculous, look at Texas, it's wide open, everything's going fine, we need to stop, we need to move on. Uh, it's really, really important to say that um, we've got two different realities going on when you take a look at what's going on in the united states and what's going on in canada we can't compare them first of all texas just the amount of natural immunity because so many people got sick over the course of a year plus the fact that they've done 200 million doses of vaccine in the united states it's apples and oranges it it doesn't compare at all they are so far ahead of us and that's where we should have been um you know and the government kept coming out making all these announcements of the millions of doses that they bought and then we kept asking well okay so where are the contracts? Yeah. Let's see when those are coming. They wouldn't provide the contracts. They stalled us in committee, wouldn't allow you know, uh, any of these documents to come forward. And now we're finding out that all these vaccines are coming at the end of the year because we're at the back of the line. Um, they originally made this deal with a Chinese company to, for the vaccines early on. And when that deal fell through, and you know, it, it put us at the back of the line. It, then now we're waiting on Pfizer and, and, and you know, AstraZeneca and other vaccines when we really should have been right up front. Yeah, and I think you know, our, our, our saving grace here, if there is to be one uh, to get us out of this by the summertime, is going to be the United States uh, vaccinating their population, saying we've got all these extras, we're going to have to protect our poor cousins to the north. That's our only hope. I, it really is. And, and, you know, I mean, as much as um, myself and our, our team, we, we criticize the government, try to hold them to account, we really want them to succeed. We want them to do yeah. well because we Canadians need it. Canadians need it not only for our health, but for our economy to go, to open up again. I mean, just, you know, and, and on a daily basis, I talk to small businesses that, you know, in Edmonton that have been struggling and now another wave and and it's just they just don't know if they can they can make it and it's not just the business side of things it's the 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 mental anguish they're just you know on that side of things it is so difficult on people it's difficult on kids when all their programs are being canceled and they're um you know uh i was saying to my wife it's it's like families are on this really really long road trip right like you're in the same house you're in the same with the same kids um and and the kids are just you know arguing with each other it's hard it's a it's a really difficult time yeah and so You know, if we had these vaccines, we would have been in a better position, but hopefully we get them soon. And uh, it'll be a much, hopefully, a much better summer coming up. Yeah, let's hope so. Let's hope so. I mean, because you're right. It's just, it's absolutely exhausting. Um, so we've stopped the flights from India and Pakistan for 30 days. Unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, we live in a global uh, situation yeah. here. And, and these people could fly from India to four other places and then still land in Toronto, right? So um, what other safeguards should be brought in? Should we be looking at I mean. Can, should we be looking at doing what was done in some other countries where we just say, that's it, nobody in, nobody out? Yeah, so, I mean, there are a, a lot of loopholes in, the, in this plan, and I, and I think we, we need to continue to monitor it. The only problem is that when we do have situations come up, this government is so slow to react. I mean, so the situations with the hotel quarantining, um, first of all, they couldn't even um, you know justify to us that, Where's the numbers showing that it'd be better to quarantine in a hotel than at home? Um, and then, and, and especially, you know, put on this huge charge on, on Canadians to, mm-hmm. to be doing that. Um, so they didn't have the numbers, but fine, they're doing that. 
the program itself isn't working well. And so that's my concern with, with this situation where if they're going to you know, close it off one way, are, are they not going to be able to track the people that come in to the U.S. and drive over? Because apparently, like you said, more and more people are doing that. So we, we do have to control that. We, uh, you know, we, we may have to put in some uh, controls at, at, uh, at our land borders as well to ensure that we're, we're managing that situation. Because any Canadian that has left in the last little while has known that you probably shouldn't yes. leave. Right? You're like absolutely it, right. Your trip is going to be disrupted. It's very possible it's going to be disrupted. Things could go wrong. If, you, if you're leaving, it, it must be for a very, very important reason. And I, and I feel bad, to be honest, you know, for people that have to go for family funerals or maybe for someone that's, you know, at, at the end of life and they wanted to go visit them one last time. I feel bad for those people. There, there's no doubt about it. I talk to them, you know, regularly. Um, people are in very difficult situations. But, you know, we have to protect our general population in Canada. We have to do what we do, uh, you know, whatever we can to make sure that Canadians are as safe as possible. Yeah, and, and if we aren't going to close the borders completely, the quarantine program that we have and the testing program that we have for people who uh, arrive in this country needs to be something Canadians have faith in and have confidence in, and right now they don't. We just know that it's not being enforced properly and it's not being managed properly. It just isn't. And even, you know, rapid testing. There's other countries that are, they, they have rapid testing where kids are rapid testing, you know, twice a week before they go to school. Um, you know, they're testing at home. These are technologies that are that have been available around the world for months and months. Um, and, and we just don't have them in Canada. They just didn't deploy them here. So there is technology out there that's available that, that could make it safer for Canadians. But unfortunately, you know, this government just has not invested in it and, and, and have brought it to Canada. We're, we're lagging vaccines on testing and it's, it's hurting Canadians. Uh, one last question. As a conservative government, um, the situation that we're seeing playing out within Canada's borders with different provinces bringing in different restrictions and, you know, some people calling for uh, the Emergency Measures Act to be brought in and the, and the federal government to take control over the entire situation from coast to coast. Is that something that conservatives think is a good idea? Do we need to have the federal government more involved at this point or should we be continuing to leave it to the provinces? No, I think a stronger, better leadership from the federal government on issues that are federal issues, and then the rest of it work with the provinces, um, and and you know and and be upfront with them. Like you see the, the the you know the liberals now blaming Ontario for not distributing vaccines that just came in. I think they came in on a Saturday, and then Monday they came out and said, "Well, hey, there's a million vaccines that haven't been distributed." You know, so they just you know they got to get past all of that the, the finger pointing, and and help the provinces get through this and, and get them vaccines. That's the main thing. Provinces are asking for vaccines. Provinces are saying, we will distribute it. We'll get them into Canadians' arms, but we need to have them. Right. And yeah. that's the problem. Yeah, exactly. We need to have that partnership working a whole lot better. Um, uh, Mr. Apple, thank you so much for joining us this morning. I appreciate your time. Well, thank you for having me, Shay. Yeah. Good to have you. Thanks. That is Tim Apple, the Conservative MP for Edmonton Mill Woods.